You're listening to Veg Your Best. There has never been a more important time to be vegan. At Veg Your Best, we're here to help you. Help you limit and eliminate the consumption of animal products without feeling deprived, overwhelmed, or unsupported, even if no one you know is vegan. My name's Michelle Olander. I'm a life coach, and I want to show you that living vegan is its actually the superpower that's going to unlock your possibilities and give you the confidence to take on your next impossible goal, all by doing it your way. If I could go vegan in my 50s with all my excuses, I know you can start moving in that direction too. Veg your best, and there's nothing you can't do. Episode 101, Veg Your Best 101. So welcome back, Veg Your Besties. Welcome back. You know, the term 101 has become synonymous with with the beginning class, with the introductory class, that prerequisite that you need to take before you can take on the more specialized and sometimes the more interesting classes at university. And the term has popped out of academia somewhere in the last 50 years, and it's now in day-to-day life as kind of a kickstart or a beginning or everything you need to know. Well, I wanted to take the opportunity today of being on Veg Your Best episode 101 to present kind of an overview of Veg Your Best methods, Veg Your Best's foundational course, if you will. And the prerequisite that I think it is for moving forward with a vegan practice in your life or a whole food plant-based practice in your life. And just like in college, when you take that 101 class, it's generally designed to get you going, to get you started, to get you up to speed with some of the concepts, the scope, the vocabulary, and insert you quickly into the main topics and issues or big names in the field that you're studying. It's not designed to make you an expert because... I mean, quite frankly, you're not ready to be an expert in the field, right? So yes, some of the 101 information, whether it is Art History 101 or Mathematics 101 or Veg Your Best 101, some of that information will be a bit simplified, a bit abbreviated. And sometimes, sometimes uh, later on, you'll see, wait, there was way more to that. But the point is, We want to get you going, get you interacting with the material, get you ready to do the deep dive, the heavy mental lifting, the critical thinking, right? So that's the caveat. That's the disclaimer about today's podcast. We're talking about Veg Your Best 101. And yeah, we can always dive in much deeper, much more detail, We can always decide to do a deep dive into theory or nutrition or legislation, ethics, 
I mean, there's what, what other topics? Vitamins, environmental impact, science, menus, research, tips and tricks. <laughs> there are infinite possibilities there. It's endless. But veg your best 101 is my best advice to get you off to a good start, to get you, well, going or what happens a lot is to get you back on track if your vegan or plant-based habits have slipped. And remember what I said last week, it is a habit how we eat. What we choose is just a habit. And the culture, the society we've inherited here has reduced almost all the friction between us and eating loads of animal products at virtually every meal and snack. It has reduced that friction, that difficulty, so we can just kind of slide headlong, just slide with no friction and eat meat, dairy, eggs, fish. We can buy leather shearling fur so easily. We don't really have to go out of our way. And it's this this system, we call it a kind of choice architecture. This system in our lives makes it really, really easy to eat animals. So we have this habit, the habit of making easy choices, the habit of making convenient choices when we want something. Because listen, it's so easy, so fast to find animal products that unless we have some strategy to add a little friction to the process. Half the time, we don't even have time to decide if we actually wanted to eat animals. Half the time, we don't even have the time to notice if it was our choice to consume animals. And I'd like to, I'd like to add that this frictionless choice architecture, that limitless ease of relatively cheap, constantly available, shrink-wrapped meat, dairy, fish in all its forms. It's not frictionless by accident. It's not so easy by happenstance. And it's not because that's how we evolved as humans on the planet, right? It's just the marketplace. It's just the marketplace as it has evolved in our society where a number of very effective and very efficient systems have figured out how to remove most of the speed bumps between us and snacks. It's learned how to remove most of those speed bumps between us and snacks that contain animals. And that's what I mean by frictionless. It's just everywhere and it's easy. And I'm not necessarily assigning any malevolence to those companies, those systems. It's the marketplace and it's their job. They, they, they are always trying to figure out ways to keep us sliding in the direction they choose towards their products. And they keep us believing they keep us believing that the frictionlessness of that slide means that these easy choices that we end up making, it indicates somehow that it's natural, that it's normal, or that it's necessary. But it is 
hard work and intentional on their part, the part of the entities, the corporations, the providers, the businesses. It's intentional. They are going to a lot of trouble for it. So if it's frictionless, it's because someone made a big effort for us to feel like it was easy. So part of what we need to remember in Veg Your Best 101, if we're starting a plant-based diet, if we are restarting a vegan practice, it's that being intentional on our part, choosing what we want, will probably not be as frictionless, right? Unless or until we create and we practice and we build our own choice architecture. And luckily, luckily, since you're listening, luckily, in the case of eating whole food, plant-based, or making vegan choices, luckily, you don't have to do this completely on your own. You've got me, you've got a wide world of resources that I can point you towards. And even if no one you know is vegan, even if no one in your family is particularly excited about this for you. We can do this, and we can do it together. You do not have to keep making choices just because you have made those choices for decades. I know, I was just the same. And you don't have to keep making those choices just because some entities have spent millions, billions, maybe trillions of dollars to make the element of difficulty for you to find and consume meat or dairy, they've made that element of difficulty almost zero. And yeah, okay, it's probably easier in some ways for you to keep eating meat and dairy and fish and eggs. It's probably easier to keep buying leather and using things that are being tested on animals. Yeah, in some ways, it's easier. But that's because we're not thinking of why it might be easier in some ways to opt out of those purchases, those choices. So ask yourself, how might it actually be a little bit easier for us to go to the effort of making plant-based and vegan choices? If you think it's hard, how could it be easy? Hmm. I mean, it might be easier in other ways, knowing that some of these choices could be better for our health or for the health of our elders or our children. It might be easier in certain ways if we're thinking about the possibility that we could avoid some medications, potentially for chronic lifestyle diseases. It might be easier in some ways if we think about doing our part to stop cruel practices towards animals or the dangers and uh, the awful conditions that face humans who work in slaughterhouses and factory feedlots. We might find it a little easier if we connect how we feel about ourselves as consumers and citizens and how we feel when we start to pay attention to what we are actually underwriting, what we're supporting, what we're voting for with our dollars. You know, it might be easier to go plant-based 
when we start feeling connected to our planet and to the systems that are necessary to feed 8 billion of us. And we might like to know that we are doing our part to try and minimize the consequences of animal agriculture and its role in epidemics, not just now, but throughout history. Hmm. Whatever the reasons that resonate for you, the, whatever reasons have you tuning in and listening and thinking a little bit about eating more plants, we want to think about what is easier about living in that way. Whatever those reasons are, there are probably things that might feel easier for you about opting out of meat, dairy, fish, etc., in spite of, in spite of the streamlined infrastructure that the meat and dairy industry and big agriculture have tirelessly created for us. And we mostly just take it for granted. We mostly just don't even see it because the ubiquity of animal products, many of which are unnaturally cheap because of governmental taxpayer price supports, that very omnipresence, that very ubiquity for most of us leads us to feeling that eating animals is just normal and natural and probably necessary, right? That's what that choice architecture creates for us. So what has that got to do with Veg Your Best 101? Well, it's because I suggest that first of all, first of all, we need to appreciate that if it does seem easier to you to eat animal products than to not eat animal products, it's because there have been a lot of entities, a lot of the best brains of our generations building this infrastructure for decades, for centuries. Those processes now seem so seamless, so invisible, it's hard to even see how many of our choices are essentially made for us because the path of least resistance, yeah, it's eating animals for most of us. But if you know me, if you've been listening for 100 episodes or so, you know I like to explore resistance. If there's resistance now, now I'm curious. So today, the first episode of Veg Your Best 101, the basic process that I use to help people, I help my clients move away from eating animal products by starting with the understanding that I get it. It feels hard sometimes because meat is everywhere. Dairy is everywhere. And it's so pervasive that we don't even see that choice architecture, that created human-built infrastructure that's been built around meat, dairy, fish, eggs. Really, I didn't see it for decades. I didn't until I spent some time practicing not consuming it I wasn't really able to see how that choice architecture in our culture has been made intentionally frictionless. It's been made to make it so easy to eat meat, dairy, eggs, and fish. And again, this is not because anyone's evil, right? 
You can be an evil vegan too, but because lots of time and money and thinking have gone into making it this way for the customers of these companies. So the first part of Veg Your Best 101 is to see that the system has been created to facilitate animal consumption. So if you want to choose differently, if you want to think about choosing differently, to opt out, you're going to feel some friction sometimes. Making different choices than you've always made. Sometimes not having that seamless, frictionless experience, you might be tempted to think that, oh, because it requires more effort from you right now, that maybe this is, maybe this is a problem. Maybe this is some sort of indication or evidence that not eating animals is not normal or not natural or not necessary. So the first thing I want to make sure you remember with Veg Your Best 101 is yes, you always get to choose. I never, ever tell you what you should do or how you should choose. But I want to offer that when things are a little bit harder or a little more effort, it's not necessarily a bad thing, right? In fact, when things are really easy, it may actually be an indication that you're not the one in charge. It's something to think about. So when people say mm, going vegan is hard, being whole food plant-based is hard, it's because someone else has done a lot of work to make eating the animal-heavy standard American diet very, very easy. And you know what? While more and more of us are asking for some vegan choices, some plant-based choices, there are people scrambling to make that more frictionless. And so we're going to need to be mindful about vegan products too that might not be necessarily awesome for us. Okay, so lesson one, Veg Your Best 101, creating a new infrastructure for yourself to support your vegan or plant-based goals will require some intentional choices. And not because it's hard to be vegan, but because it's more or less effortless to eat animal products in our culture. And we should not necessarily assume that because meat is everywhere, that it is normal or natural or necessary. So since choosing animal products is more or less frictionless, we're going to probably need to choose some constructive friction. Okay, that would be like the process of lifting some weights or taking the stairs rather than the escalator or doing homework to learn some math or a new language. Yeah, you could say it's more effort than not doing it, right? But that's kind of dumb. Yes, doing something is probably more effort than doing nothing. But there are reasons why you do things that require a little effort. So that's section one of Veg Your Best 101. It's not that being vegan is hard. It's that consuming animals has been made artificially almost effortless for the consumer in our culture. And it's been done by the investment of billions of dollars over many years. And voting with your dollars for plant-based options will have an effect. It already has, right? 
If you've been in a supermarket lately, you know. Next week, we'll talk about one of the next steps in the Veg Your Best 101 process. And of course, if you're in more of a hurry and you want to get more from me, if you want more coaching and support rather than just tuning in every week, that's easy. It just begins with a conversation and then we put in place a strategy together for eight weeks to get you to your plant-based or your vegan goal. But I'll tell you that for some of my clients, just noticing that it's the infrastructure of our culture that makes it feel or seem like eating animals. Can you hear the animals barking? <laughs> I'm going to repeat that, that paragraph. My, my grand dogs are here. So I'm just going to repeat that part. They're going to keep barking. So if I wait for them to stop, we'll be here a long time. Some of my clients just getting a chance to notice that it's the infrastructure of our culture that makes it feel or seem as if eating animals is easier and not that being vegan is so hard. Sometimes just that awareness completely reinvigorates their vegan practice. So this week, instead of noticing just the thoughts you might have about, well, about why vegan or whole food plant-based is effortful or hard, Look for what makes eating animals, consuming animals, seem easy. And look for why you want to opt out. Okay, kids, I'll talk to you next week, and I will have another step in the Veg Your Best 101 method to share with you. Talk to you next week. Veg Your Best podcast production, music, and editing by Charlie Weinshank. Thanks, Charlie. Before you go, it would mean so much to me and the Veg Your Best team if you would hit subscribe, leave us a five-star review, or share with someone you think might be interested. Something about algorithms, it helps bump us up a little in the rankings, and that's the best way to help others find the podcast and for us to find our audience. So until next week, make it easy and veg your best. <laughs>